Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist, biokineticist, and coach. And I'm a co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. Yes, it might motivate them to get paid at the end of the month, but I don't think it's about money that makes them to stay with the club or to wake up and go and run. It's a support, the whole system, the whole support system is not retainer. It's about knowing that when I'm phoning someone and I've got my personal problems and my manager is there, my coach is there mm. to talk to me and to advise me and to listen. The most important thing as a manager or as a coach is to listen to your athlete. And it's, it's one of the shoes that I think is in power with other brands. You put the shoe, you feel the shoe, you will... You you'll understand value, and you see the value of it. This Comrades Limited Edition series is brought to you by Mr. Price Sport, the official technical apparel sponsor of the Ultimate Human Race, worn by the Max Elite Runners and available for purchase at the Comrades Expo. Don't be intimidated though. Mr. Price Sports has gear for everyone. Runners, non-runners, seconders, and even spectators. From dry sport tees to the elite high racer, a full carbon shoe trusted to get the gold. They have everything you need to get on the route at value pricing to help you and your money go the distance. We invite you to hashtag join the journey to comrades with Mr. Price Sport. Make sure to give them a follow for training tips, motivation, and exclusive giveaways. Catch us at the Comrades Expo where we'll be set up at the Mr. Price stand. Come by and share your journey of how you got to the start of the 2023 Comrades and you could be featured in an upcoming Making a Runner episode. See you there, guys. Nicola! Davide! How are you feeling, my boy? I'm feeling uh, excited for Comrades. Are you, are you ready? Have you trained hard enough? Nah, I'm not doing <laughs> that. Boy. I'm excited to watch from the sidelines and be able to follow those elite athletes at the front as well. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you always find out about it. By the time you get to the end, you're like, this person did that time? How did they do it? Or you just follow live updates on your phone if you carry your phone. If you're like, Davey on the run and you yeah. carry on your phone and you you document the whole way. Yes. I expect the same this year, hey? A hundred percent, my boy. But guys, <laughs> it is 18 days to go until the ultimate Human race, comrades marathon, 2023, You feel it. It is here. This is it. Can you feel it? We're there. We're there, eh? So now is the time where people are starting to panic a little bit. Yes. They panic training. Yes. They panic recovering. Or they're tapering they, and they're panicking because they're tapering. Yeah, they're getting the taper flu. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit worried about mm -hmm. what's Everyone's going around. Everyone's starting to walk around with the masks on. Everyone's starting to, you know, stay at home from work. I'm considering doing that, you know. What's also, your one top tip for these people? Who? The, uh, um, I mean, don't panic. Um, <laughs> tapering is you're always gonna. If you start feeling, you know, that 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 low, it's very natural. I, I think the normal stuff, you know, don't change anything. Don't, try stay away from the disc game specials. Stay That's away what from I the reckon. disc game specials. Don't get sucked in. Stay away from large groups of people, guys. <laughs> like, I know it, it's, you know, rather be safe than sorry. That's all I'm going to say. But we'll see you at the expo. That's that's okay. But then 
yeah, it's yeah. Too late. But then it's too late. If you're gonna, be, you know, you know. But come on, come on the Friday. You know, <laughs> by then on the, on the Friday, then it's fine. You know, you're all good. Yeah, you won't but, get sick. Um, but yeah, guys, all the hard work has been done. We we we're here. It's basically, you know, you can put your shoes up if you wanted to, and you could rest, do a massive taper, and you would still be good on race day. So yeah. the work's been done. Um, the main I'm thing is getting there. Yeah, it's just getting there, hey guys. But um, today, our guest, Nicholas. Our guest is Martin Nguenya. And, and who is Martin? Martin is the maxed elite manager. He is the team manager of the maxed elite runners. He has been in the game for many years. Many, he was many, a runner himself. Years. He's been managing this team for a while. He knows what it takes to get gold medals. That's what maxed are out for. for As sure. always, we always relate Mr. Price and Max to mm. doing really well at Comrades and Ultramarathons. I mean, there was a stage where they were absolutely dominating the running scene and hopefully we can see them get back to that level of running and uh, one element that's got them going that way this year is also the elite high racer shoe which we do end up talking quite a bit about in the conversation as well mm. so listen up for that um but guys it's it's really just an insight into how the elites do it how the elites train how we develop runners from the grassroots up uh, it's something that you know as as general runners we don't think too much about what it takes to manage other runners what it takes to you know bring in income into the families yeah. of other runners the pressures that it takes to be able to you know develop running uh, develop runners that win at comrades um so we chat a little bit about that we get into the nitty-gritty of the training that the elite guys look out for and we speak a little bit about some predictions for the upcoming <laughs> comrades race uh davy has offered to go out till he blows <laughs> at the front to get some tv coverage I'll go for two minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds just and one I'll, minute just just uh, two minutes and 45 seconds one kilometer, one kilometer. but martin declined it because he said it's going to still be dark so it's not worth the not worth the investment it's not worth it guys but um <laughs> but i hope you guys enjoy this conversation um if you are going to be following comrades on tv or on the route uh, keep your eye out for the Maxed Elite team. They are in the bright red colors with the Maxed Elite logo on. They are also going to be wearing the Elite High Races, which is Mr. Price's new carbon fiber shoe. So keep your eye out for them. And you can also be wearing the shoe, guys, if you keep your eyes out. Um, we are launching a competition on our social media. It's going to be on Instagram. Uh, you can win yourself a pair of the shoes. Very, very cool shoes if Nick doesn't say so himself. So be on the lookout for that, guys, and the details will be posted on our socials. But enough with that for now. Uh, here's the conversation with Martin. Enjoy. Enjoy, guys. So Martin, I want to say thank you for being here with us today and uh, taking the time. I know you've been uh, quite busy getting the guys prepped with three weeks to go to Comrades. Uh, you've been up to high altitude training camps. You've been trying to motivate the guys to keep going, try not to stay sick, not miss the families too much. So thank you for being here and I look forward to the conversation. No, it's a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Cool, Mart. So let's get stuck right in with your role as team manager of the Mr. Price uh, Max Elite team. What what does your role actually entail? Yo, <laughs> my role is... <laughs> what doesn't it entail? It, it's a tough one, to be honest. Um, firstly, before I can answer any question, I just want to let you know that it's f for being a Max Elite running, cl uh, running club manager, or Mr. Price, when it used to be called Mr. Price, it's not an easy thing. Mm. Because you also remember this club is the oldest club 
the uh, the oldest elite club so you need to try and get a good talent and people that will give you results people that will runners that will keep the running going remember this club has got lots of legends mm. yeah that were running before, running for the club before and they are now the follower of the runner and the the fans of the of the running club so they want this club to be one of the best in in the country so as a manager you're stressing every day to think about who to sign who not to sign who do need to get rid from the club and this is not an easy job to so someone who's been mm. earning and been with the club for 10 years or 20 years yeah because we got guys that go, they've been with the club for 20 years and uh you need to face the reality at some point to say like the guys are gone they're old now you have to get rid of them and it's it it it, 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 it is very very difficult for lots me lots of pressure eh? lots of pressure but because of uh i've been in the game for quite a while i understand the ins and outs of the games i think it makes my jobs easier especially when you we've been in the game you know when is the t- right time to, to to sign the athletes and when to see an athlete an up and coming athlete that this guy one day he will make us proud or he will represent the brand mm. in the in, in the right direction so what you do you try to nature that talent and keep it among the team and make them happy so that they know that actually our team it does we don't manage the athletes we live with the athletes they are part and parcel of our lives they are part and parcel of the family of mm. uh, Max Elite Running Club since the days of Mr Price uh, when the team was still called Mr Price remember I'm one of the product from the Mr Price team yeah. those days so even today look at me <laughs> today I'm managing the team uh, with the thing that I didn't even think it will happen one day but well, it did happen so maybe maybe when I'm leaving and I'm retiring someone will take over from the club mm. well it's amazing that you that you brought that into the conversation because it's great to see how the continuity of the running club is growing through you being part of the team being a runner in the team becoming the manager of the team becoming an inspiration for the younger athletes coming into the team and as you mentioned you know it is it is a very difficult cutthroat business i mean running it it's for us social runners it's completely different it's to the, having, having fun it's about having fun for the elite athlete that's about putting food on the table yeah. and it's about as a as a running club that is pushing those elite athletes as you said you know run uh, Max and Mr. Price have got this pedigree of ultra marathon running, you know. They come from the years in the 90s and the 2000s where very successful you would almost associate gold medals with Max Elite or Mr. Price, you know. And it's it's a difficult transition now where there's so many other elite running clubs. It's a very competitive market and to stay relevant and be able to to hold on to that talent and nurture it, it's no easy task. And at the end of the day, it comes down to you making those right calls, making the right decisions, but it sounds like you're the right man with the ins and the experience to be able to nurture that talent. And that's where I'm getting to. So when it comes to nurturing the talent um you're obviously always on the lookout for running talent and trying to see if it's going to fit the team and being able to bring them into the team and i understand that this year you know you guys have made quite an effort to bring in some new talent into the team in order to grow the running club back to the level that is expected of max elite how has that been going this year do you feel like you guys are, are moving in the right direction 100% 100% if you can see if if you look back uh from 20 i would say 2019 and before covid to be honest i won't lie to you we're a little bit struggling with athletes we're having old athletes that have been there for quite a while 
Then we changed the game from last year, and we br we brought uh, all these younger guys. And since from this year early in Feb, we had one guy who ran the net bank running field, running what's it called? Run the runner fight. Runner fight, yeah, runner yes. fight race. Who came third? Tony Skink. It's he's a new guy. He's a new guy in in, in the Israel <laughs> in the industry. He's a good guy. He's, a, he's got a two 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 for two twelve marathon. Two twelve <laughs> marathon and. For him, it was the first time to run an ultra. He ran 240. He break even the. He was one of those that who break the world record. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the 50k. So, and we got this new new talent. I can't even mention uh, all of them because that like this year we tried our best to get from all the events from the 10k and up until the marathons. And we, I won't lie to you, we're still battling with them. And ultra guys, but uh, in terms of like the 56 and and all 50 k's, all of that, we are good. But yeah. we, you will see this year, we got we brought some new guys for the comrades. We will we'll see what's how, how's gonna how, how things are gonna go. But in terms of the, the the development that you're talking about, we are in the right track. I'm telling, uh, I I think so. We are in the right track because we got younger boys who, like recently, the boy who came second in the five kilometers over this past weekend, he ran thirteen fifty eight mm. in a, in our <laughs> shoe race. And the uh, elite uh, high racer. Yeah, yeah, the high racer. I uh, tried one of those shoes on today. It was it was very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put that plug in there. Davy Davy doesn't want to say that he tried it on, but I walked into <laughs> Mr. Price uh, headquarters and Davy was standing there with no, uh, no, with one of those shoes no, on his. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was an accident. accident. I, I didn't quite take a the photo. The lights got turned off momentarily and I was putting my shoe back on and <laughs> next thing I knew, there was this thing on my foot and it was, I actually feel like I was taken advantage of. But, um, but, but how but did it feel? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, I plead the fifth. But Mar, it's really interesting to hear um, about the development of the team and it's nice to obviously know um, the direction that it's, that it's taking. I wanted to ask, obviously you, you're making a mention a lot, of, a lot about the men, right? Um, and obviously you guys also have, you know, females in the team. Um, so what are the differences between male and female? And then obviously the development and the opportunities that male runners get, female runners get. And also just on that, I mean, I saw the news last night about Supersport now having mm. um, two channels for the comrades. One from 5 a.m. until the, the finish. And then another dedicated channel just to follow the women's race, which is, I think, unbelievable because it's going to obviously let that story unfold often it's you know tv just following men checking in with with females so so i think that's amazing but yeah just back onto the question you know what in your experience is the difference between the development and the opportunities for male and female look the opportunities are there for both men and um and ladies but our sport it's a male dominated sport we won't lie about it but it's it, i think the way we as coaches and managers and we are struggling to get or to have female runners that will stay longer in the in, in the industry. It's either the lady will start as a social runner and become an elite. If she started as an elite, you won't last. Why uh, is that? The, I don't know. It's because of um, when they start as the young up and coming ladies, they are free and doing whatever they want, like any mm. any other person. But they find that I think for me, once they reach that stage of having a boyfriend and all get married, it's taking a lot from them. And they end up decided maybe 
because remember our sport I won't lie to you it, it, it doesn't pay well yeah in, uh, when you are still developing mm. uh, unless you be a, like a comrade runner or a tuition runner but now if if you are a, a person who's running like 20 10k's 20k's and you still try to develop develop uh, in in the sport and to grow by the time you in that level of being uh, like in the top or elite runner that's where you're starting again yeah having babies and mm-hmm. all of that i i think it's for me the the, the the way i'm looking things i think i think is that's where the problem is it's not like we don't have a talented ladies mm. the problem is when they grow the lives also change mm. yeah i think it's a big social economic factor that i mean you're seeing throughout the world uh, in general you know when when we look at running as a sport as you say male dominated it's it's definitely changing that we're seeing a big shift into it and the female competition is becoming a lot better as Davey mentioned it's now starting to get more traction gain more attraction and when you talk about say even just super sport covering the whole female race like what that does for sponsorships crazy, for females like honestly, it's incredible yeah. right but we we do have to mention those socioeconomical factors as you say Mart says there's a lot more at play when it comes to being a female in running and there's a lot of things that you have to sacrifice mm-hmm. in order to follow that passion whereas men don't necessarily have to sacrifice those same things i, I also think i mean i mean it's you know you we want to have kids I, i i think kids is a big one because i mean you know to 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 fall pregnant and to have kids and stuff it's it's a lot on the body and it takes time out of it and i think that's a decision that a lot of i mean i'm speaking out of experience here yes, obviously <laughs> but i'm just saying <laughs> land like, the point land the point <laughs> it is like so. like starting a family you know um having kids and all of that is is can you come can you come back from that sort of thing it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge difficult. but mm-hmm. I, you know if if you look around it, it the answer is definitely you can and you can yeah, come back sure. stronger sure. so i think it comes down to the amount of money in the sport as well and becoming more aware of that and making a more of a viable venture for someone to put their life into to be able to get back and that's what i want to build the question onto is now you know you you go through early stages of running and maybe find runners in academies and develop them from the grassroots so to speak how do you keep these guys motivated to keep on running and staying in the sport when there isn't so much to gain back from being there i mean they could go study they could do something else how do you motivate them to stay in the sport and say look i believe you have what it takes look everything in life i think starts with passion Yeah, I was going to say yeah. if they love it then yeah. sure. Yeah, once you have that passion for 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 anything, I don't think you think about money, you think about anything, you just think about waking up in the morning and do it, do it. Mm-hmm. So for us as the running club to get to keep these guys contract and all of that, yes, it might motivate them to get paid at the end of the month, but I don't think it's about money that make them to stay with the club or to wake up and go and run. It's a support. The whole system, the whole support system is not retainer. It's about knowing that when I'm phoning someone and I've got my personal problems and my manager is there, my coach is there mm. to talk to me and to advise me and to listen. The most important thing as a manager or as a coach is to listen to your athlete and not give them instructions. You must learn to understand each other even though athletes don't understand if you are not happy on the day that no, it's not okay today. Let's leave it and talk tomorrow or even you as a person there are people they are human beings when you give them instructions to do you need to understand and that today they're not well today they're having these problems and all of that combined 
it makes the artists themselves when they wake up and feel free to go and run feel free to go and represent represent the brand mm. and that's what keeps also myself motivated because when i'm seeing these guys waking up and train and knowing exactly uh, I, i have so much input in their lives so it keeps me motivated and also think, think themselves that whenever they train and thinking that there is someone mm. there that is that there for them for the 100%. Yeah, I think that's that's the talent behind managing somebody, you know. It's that there's so much about athletic management that is a difficult topic to discuss. I mean, it's not what the podcast today is about, but it, it really is a thankless job at the end of the day because you're always entrusted with making the right decisions of many different moving parts of a chessboard and you're trying to get them all to work together as a team because I know you were talking a lot about off air about the importance of teamwork as well in in achieving your your goals at at races. And obviously you want to build that team morale, you want to feel you want your athletes to feel like it's a place for them to come to with any problems even if they're not related to running but at the same time it, it's quite a challenging boundary to to find yourself within you know you're still a team manager first <laughs> not a friend you yes, know yes, so yes. it is a tricky situation but there's it's a big element of management that allows for a team to succeed and i think if if you have a good management structure the athletes are able to just run which is what they're there to do if they know that that's all they have to do just run well and everything else is taken care of then that's that's an important element so it sounds like you've got the right mentality and the right attitude towards that march and to just go on to the history of of comrades and 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 max delete and previously mr price what where did the running club start how, how did it start what was the decision behind starting mr price running club If you love the work we are doing and the impact that Making a Runner has had on the running community so far, then why not become an official Making a Runner fan? That's right guys, Making a Runner is now on Patreon. Although this started purely as a passion project, we have had to become realistic about the time and cost of running a successful podcast. And that's why we've decided to provide memberships where our fans can either make a pledge to support our work or receive exclusive behind the scenes content, discounts on racepass.com as well as downloadable running programs to guide them along the running journeys. If you want to make a pledge and become a super fan of the show, make sure to go and visit patreon.com/makingarunner. Thank you for your continued support and enjoy the rest of the show. Uh I think Mr. Price started the Mr. Price Running Club started yeah. in 1995. I think started in 1995 if you remember Sean Michael John won the comrade in the yes. Mr. Price colors and at that time it was the manager was Gwen Griffith but she was married to Gwen van Lingen. Yeah, Gwen van Lingen and I think I'm I'm coming from that era where Gwen was still a man she was she was still a manager and I've joined the club. But when I joined the club I saw some of the management who've been there who've been there for the athletes and not only the 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 the, 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 ma- the management of the team but also the brand itself mm-hmm. Mr. Price as a whole. Everyone wanted to associate with it. The passion and the way they were running things in the early in the early 90s when mm. they opened the club and late 2000s where we even decided okay like at that time I was still running for other, another team and I was called to come and run for for the team and for us if I can tell you to have just to have a cap yeah 
of Mr. Price. Price. It was a big deal. You were Wanna. like the top, top, top guy. Yeah. I'll come to the office here. QN will be there and, <laughs> and Gwen and all the team. And sometimes I'll just beg for a, t- a cap. I'll just ask, oh, guys, can I have a cap? <laughs> and for, for everyone in South Africa, I think everyone in, that, in those days, to have a Mr. Price cap, it was a, a big thing because the team was big, was huge. And since then, I fell in love with, with the team when I joined the club. And, but things that were happening behind the scenes, I was very lucky to be closer to the management and that's where I, say, I saw all these things that was happening, mm. the passion they have, the, 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 the company itself, uh, putting money there to, to athletes, making sure athletes are happy, all, not only in running, in all other sporting courts. Remember, Mr. Price was big in schools, rugby, mm. and all the sporting courts. So you see these things that happen in that everyone, all the schools are happy. And you're like, these are the brand that I'll want, I'll, I want yeah. to see myself one day being associated <laughs> with it. Well, here you are and today. Yeah, and, you got, and you got the cap on. <laughs> you got the cap. You're winning, you got the Mr. Fast hey, banner. Hey. And you're on the podcast talking about your brand. So Dreams uh, do come true, guys. 100%. And I mean, talk, go, going towards comrades, obviously Max Delete have got many comrades gold medals, two-day names throughout the years. And they are associated with high-level elite running. Um, but I know a big point of what you guys are trying to do now is growing homegrown talent. I know there's been times where you guys have looked in other sub-Saharan, Southern African countries to be able to get your your runners from. Uh, a typical example would have been the Two Oceans winner from last year, Bellachu. You know, that was an incredible run that he did. But are you guys trying to focus a little bit more on that South African homegrown talent? And when it comes to that, how, how do you develop that talent from a young age? So say from the, the young school years. Look, like I said before, like we are uh, at the moment we are in a right track. But I just want to, to explain this because we need to balance things. We don't, it's not necessary only to look into South Africans, athletes only. Look, is the brand. The brand is, is an African brand. Mm. Mr. Price Sports is not only South African brand as much. It's an African brand. So we need also to balance these things. Uh, what I'm meaning about balancing it, we still have our own foreign athletes that are coming from part of Africa or even overseas that will be coming and represent the brand here while we even having our own uh, younger artists or new talent that will be naturing to be in that level of the elite guys that are coming from foreign countries. Because let's be fair, we've got guys that are coming from overseas and guys that are coming from like the Ethiopian guy. Mm. He's a 212 guy. So to, to take that guy, he's a 210, sorry, he's a 210 marathon guy. <laughs> So for us to for for us to to make these younger ones to understand how to reach that level, they need to be amongst those guys. Yeah, they need to be able to, to look up to, to them. look up to those guys. When they are here, it's easier to say, "Oh, okay." Even if, if the club can bring such a such a person in the country, and I can be able to stay with him in the hotel or run with him, jog with him. Then I'm I'm also going to be able to go out overseas and do races mm. overseas. So it's it, it, it's a balance. It's not about this or not this. It's all need to be in in the same level of developing the, our own athletes mm. and also having our own athletes that are elite that are motivating all these younger ones to come to the. So the, the basically the higher level the athletes that you bring on, the more motivated all the athletes yeah. in the ecosystem feel, and it allows for all the athletes to thrive essentially. Hundred percent. That's how we we um, are planning to do it. 
So in thriving in that, um, when it comes to comrades as a race itself, you know, you, you mentioned a lot about the times that these runners are doing over the 42 and that you've, you've, you've sort of covered quite a lot between the 10K and the 50, sort of even the 56K. But what does it take for a runner to make the transition from a 42 to a comrades, a comrades gold medal? Does, does a 210 guarantee you a gold medal at Comrades? Or how, do, how does that work? No. No. Not guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's guaranteed. No. <laughs> my, my answer will be that no. Simple, Simple answer. But for Comrades to get a top 10, it's very rare to find a novice of Comrades just running and get a gold. Yes, we do have people because, but remember those people, they also had years of running before they can go and be a novice or comrade and win or get a, a gold comrade. So it is a big commit, commitment to take that decision and say, okay, I'm shifting from marathons to, to comrades because comrades need a lot of mileage. And remember, if you are a fast guy, as much as you are putting a mileage, but you don't, you can't be running three minutes a K for the whole 90 Ks. So you need to drop your speed and mm. how you balance that in your mind and mm. in your body because it's not something that you are thinking about it and just doing it, you must allow your body to adapt how to run slow or slower than normal. Because remember, if you're running comrades, at some point you'll end up running four minutes a K, mm. which you are, if you are used to... Which is terrible, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely God. terrible. Pick up the pace. So okay, can you imagine a person of 240-something uh, a K yeah. and run now you have to run four minutes a K and the muscles are not used to that. So you need to train your body. You need to train your mind. Mm. And your mindset changes from... 21 and 10s and everything. But apart from that, it's not something that you decide today that I'm going to do comrades next year. It's about the mileage you've put it in years and years. And then mm. you decided like, okay, now I'm in the shape of I'll be able to run 60Ks, 80Ks. Then let me think about comrades. That's why you find most of the novice guys that are getting golden comrades, they start running like two oceans, Loscope, Omtidam. Yeah. Those 50 get experience. Get that experience of so, running yeah. an ultra. So then, would you, I mean, would you say being a, a marathon runner, a specialist marathon runner, is there more of an opportunity in your, in your career by just focusing on marathons because you can do more? Or, I mean, with comrades, I mean, I mean, I know for us, like if we run comrades, like we can't go run the fast races and we very much have to limit ourselves in terms of what we're training for. But obviously... I mean, your elite guys are so different that they can still compete in other races and stuff like that. But Comrades is very much the one highlight of the year, you know, for, for, for sure. the year. And if they don't come top 10, I mean, if the prize money is not that great there, you know, there's obviously a lot more risk by just focusing on one race that you have to train very hard for in comparison to be able to run a, a, a bunch of races throughout the year. It's just a question. Do, do you think it's, I mean, it's more beneficial to just stick to the shorter distances or really focus on... <laughs> That's why the clubs are there to assist. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going to run all the races, then you're going to mess up your race, the, the bigger race. So it's better to plan all your races and knowing that this even if you are running a marathon, but it must be a part of, part of, of training, training or training for comrades, so that eating a mileage or whatever. But the club is there to assist in terms of not thinking about other races, racing too much before you can mm. run a race. So you need to plan properly. 
And I think what you're saying, Martin, you know, I know we're talking about the elites, but it, it relates to everybody that is going to be taking part in Comrades in a couple of weeks' time. I think a big challenge that most people struggle with is being able to slow their pace down. You know, if you're comfortable, whether it's three minutes a K, four minutes a K, or five minutes a K for a marathon, you need to understand that you're going to need to run slower in, in Comrades in order to save the legs for that latter half. And if you don't train running slower, and if you don't allow your body to get comfortable in it, that's something that, you know, regular people struggle with and elites are going to be struggling with as well. So that's one point that you mentioned. And the second point is the fact that, you know, everything is planned. So you have a plan to go and run the comrades, but and everything that you do and building up to that is for the sake of running comrades, for that plan. If your plan is to run a marathon, you will build everything else around that marathon. Okay. And it doesn't mean that you can't take part in any other races or that, but it... it it's just where your focus lies within that training program. And I think it's great that, you know, runners of all levels have the ability to reach out to, to their clubs. And in this particular case, someone like you, Mart, to be able to, to just get that feedback and understand what the planning process looks like. Because most people don't have a clue. I get this a lot even when I get asked about training plans and coaching and it's like, they watch comrades so they want to go and run comrades. But it's like you don't actually understand what it's going to take to be able to get to comrades. Right now, you can't even run 5Ks. Like comrades is a huge deal and a lot of people dive right into it. So I think the more information like this that we can get out and the easier accessibility people have to someone like Martin, uh, the better the whole scenario is for that entire ecosystem. And you guys also have an, a regular running club. I mean, it's not just elite runners, is that yes. so? Yes, 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 we do. We do have our own social run, running club. Uh, like last week in Joburg, they were doing their last long run. Yeah, so yeah, we do. It's not about elite running club, elite runners only. We also welcome all the kind of runners that can join the club. All of them. All of them. <laughs> and in, in terms of this year's comrades, I know I know you you don't want to necessarily talk names and, and tell us look out for this guy in particular. But I mean, you guys must be feeling like if you're moving in the right direction. I know last year Max got one gold medal in Macarets and saying you, you would be expecting or hoping for at least more than that? Look, <laughs> each and every team, whether it's, it's a running team or a soccer team or any club, you always go back. We get the results this year and you always go back and check what, what analyzing everything, what went wrong, what we did, did right, what we didn't do right. And it's all about that. So we went back and we started afresh and we sat down with the guys like, guys, we didn't do well last year. Yes, a gold, we got one, but according to the history of the team, remember we got about 22 gold medals since we introduced them. The It's 20, 23 now, since mm. we introduced them, the next elite running club, running, not running, the shoes. Mm. So besides the things of the shoe, it's, it's the club itself, it's big, need to, it's got lots of, like I, was, I said to you, the club, it's got like legends, history, yeah. history yeah, the rich history of the club. Whenever the club is not doing good, remember I'm getting calls from all sorts of world, like Martin, what's happening? Why, yeah. why are we not winning? And it's, a, it's, it's even a, it's putting me under pressure to For come sure. here to the office. I'm even scared <laughs> to go to the gate and like, wow, what I'm going to say because we got this, yeah. Big names of uh, athletes that need to produce uh, results. But you, as a manager and understanding the industry, 
you go back and sit down with the guys and look for a good talent and and like i'm saying to you you analyze all these things you sit down and look back and like you know what this is the right track and you get advice this is not about martin it's not about me as a manager you go back to people like you and people who've been there before me you go to people that are running who've been there in the club like guys where can we improve where assist me here it, it's all about that you also get gather that information and sit mm. down and said okay look let's go back and do our job if we, if you did it well the results will come so let's wait for this year and see well it's it's great that you mentioned the shoe because i think this year you guys have got a pretty revolutionary shoe you know uh that the elite high racer um are the guys enjoying the shoe are they finding it pretty fast <laughs> <laughs> Because if the shoe brings the gold, then uh, I, you don't have to answer it for me, but I like to associate the two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, regarding the shoe, yo, I can only say wonderful things about the shoe, okay. <laughs> to be honest. That's fine. That's what since, I want to hear. <laughs> since, since we introduced the shoe, the high racer especially. Yes. But remember, we don't only have a high, ra- a high racer as one of the toppest shoe. We also have the one they called M700, which the guys are using at the camp for training. And the high racer, they are racing in the shoe. Look, the high racer, I'll tell you the, 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 the thing, what you call the result. Mm. Top three, Nedbank, Ranafide, Jobo Khatwani, broke all the course records here in Kazat and the course records, like, you go talk about Kesni, 21, you break the record, course record in that shoe. Mm. You ran Umge in the marathon, 222, toughest marathon. Cheapest. 222 in that shoe. Show the shoe, how the, good, uh, how the shoe is so good. And... Yes, comrade, last year we got one gold in the shoe, same shoe. So, and remember the, the guy was using the shoe. Mm. He's an old guy. Mm. He's 47 years. He's 10 foot 8 this year. <laughs> so it shows how good, how good is the shoe. Yeah. He was training the shoe. So, yeah, our shoes, to be honest, this year, I can't complain. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the shoes that I think is in power with other brands. You put the shoe, you feel the shoe, you, will, you you'll understand and you see the value of it. And the value on, on a price point. I mean, it's it's half the price of the other 100%. elite level shoes. So I think it's definitely worth a try. Um, but, you know, Marts, the shoe doesn't make the runner. <laughs> the, the runners make themselves through the training and through the route management and having the whole ecosystem working towards that spearhead to make that gold medalist. But the shoe play a, a huge role. Sure, it plays a big role. A big role. Because I remember when I was still uh, running barefoot, the time that I ran barefoot and the time that I ran in the shoe, totally different. Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) Now we're not comparing apples and apples. Now it's apples and pears. I can can say one thing about the shoe. Shoe. The price is good. Oh, Davey, there we go. If there's any one thing, if you guys listen to this, Davey (laughs) is very stingy. I call him the master of coin. So if he's saying that, then you must know it's it's a good deal. Price is good, guys. (laughs) But Mats, thank you so much for having been on the podcast with us today. I think it was a a nice, insightful conversation behind the scenes of what goes on into managing the Max Elite Running Club. it's not a job that I envy. Uh, it's definitely a tough job. I can believe there must be extremely high pressure behind you, but it sounds like you've got everything in order. And I can only wish that you guys have the most incredible comrades this year and you really are able to push on uh, with this new group of young talent building right through. And Mart, are you excited? 
Zi Asha. Look, look, Zi Asha. I've been, I've been in, in this in management of the of the athletes for quite a while now. So you always get excited when it's time like times like this. And yeah, you you're always looking forward to see what's going to happen on the day because all the hard work. Oh yeah, and all the other teams that are doing, you see on social me on social media and you end up like, wow, are we doing are we in the right track or what's going on here? Mm. Because like you see other teams like they're posting and like they did 70Ks in <laughs> such a time, they did 50Ks, you're like guys. Hey, we're not so different. Eh? I'm telling you, it's not too different yeah, between so what happens at LDC. Yeah, so about being excited only for comrades and I just want to it, it it makes my job easier when you're having a a, a, a supporting t- a supporting team, mm. especially from here from the office. So I don't have to stress about lots of things because the team they are hands on on the, some of the things that I'm supposed I'm supposed to be doing, and you you'll know as a comrades runner how hectic it is uh, during this three days now three three, three weeks. weeks three weeks sorry three weeks left so my head it's all over but. It makes my job easier, to be honest, to have an understanding manager, an understanding team, and also an understanding athletes that you are working with, that guys at the moment, this is what we're focusing on. And they all put their effort and making sure that we deliver on the day. Mm. And you're just hoping that on the day we'll deliver what is, is expecting from yeah. us to be to deliver and as you said nothing nothing on the day is guaranteed you can you can have the perfect training plan you can have done the right thing eaten the right thing done all the high altitude training you want but the day is the day exactly yeah for, for sure not not only for the max team everyone even mm. Ryan up behind there not only the elite guys you might train the old having like 300 kilometers a week or 250 kilometers a week and all of that. But on the day, if it's not your day, it's not your day. You're not going to force it. Yeah. The body, if it doesn't allow you to move, then there's nothing you can do. Well, we are excited. We honestly can't wait to see the results. Um, when this episode releases, it's going to be 18 days to comrades. So it is, it is right here. It's around the corner. The Asha. <laughs> Feel the vibe. This is it. And don't panic. Hey, don't don't panic. panic. This is the time to don't remain calm and trust your training. No, don't panic, okay? Don't, don't be Davy. Don't be Davy. Just to advise athletes, they mustn't change their eating plan. There ah, we go. That was the ah, mo- ah. most important thing because athletes, they will hear from their friends <laughs> that ah, I must take this, don't use. I'm normally last year I took this and I managed to finish college. This game is having a special on this. Oh, <laughs> yes, okay. yeah, changing the going. supplement, whatever you've been doing for this past three months or whatever, six months out of your training, carry on doing it. Do what you know. 100%. And if you impress Martin, maybe he'll find you, sign you up, and you'll be part of the team. And right? you'll get a Mr. Price Sport cap. The cap, yeah, the cap. and maybe some shoes. Hey, to end that cap, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Martin. Thanks, Martin. No, thank you so much, guys, for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Making a Runner. We hope you enjoyed it and found value in the show. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. And remember to share with your running buddies. Follow our journey on our socials and feel free to engage with us on all things running. We wish you a pleasant run wherever the road or trail may take you. Bye for now. <laughs>